Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, let's all stand, if you would, and turn with me to the book of, uh, of, of Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to be reading three verses from this, and that's going to be the context of my whole message today. So um, let's all stand, if you would, as we honor God's word by standing. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. I'm going to begin reading in verse 16. It says, Redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, uh, that uh, you gave, I'm thankful you gave us your word, Lord, and what a wonderful thing it is to be able to study it and learn what you got for us and what you expect of us. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless us even here this morning. We're thankful for those that have come out today. Pray you'll bless each and every one of them, Lord. We're thankful for those who are on live streaming, Lord. Pray that you'll bless them also. For it's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Title of my message this morning is Filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. If we're to understand the commandments in verse 16, and and they are commandments, redeeming the time, why? Because the days are evil. If If we're to understand the commandments in verse 16, redeeming the time, in verse 17, understanding what the will of the Lord is, it is mandatory that we be filled with the Spirit. There's one thing we, we have to, you're going to get out of this message. I hope and pray you get it out of it. And that is that we uh, we have to be filled with the Spirit in order to ever be able to understand the Word of God. And I think you'll see that uh, in in this text here as we, as we preach it. <clears throat> God neither sends prophets from heaven... Nor does he thunder the commandments from the mount as he did in Moses' day. However, he sees that we have the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. If, you, if, if you've ever been led into truth, and I know most of you have been, because I know, I know most of you, when I met you, you, you hadn't had much truth. And I know if you're led into truth, you have to be led into truth by the Holy Spirit of God. That's the only way that you're ever going to come learn what truth is. The last of the last of his sending a message to the world came by the Lord Jesus Christ coming to the world and doing what his Father had sent him to do. Jesus came to the world. God, the Lord sent Jesus to the world with a message and and he he fulfilled that message uh, he said a lot of words while he was 
here on the earth, but yet he sent him to sent him to the world with a message, and, and that's what he that's what he gave to us who are saved. The last gift that he gave to his disciples was the Holy Spirit. The very last gift that he gave to them. Jesus said, These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. John 14 and verses 25 and 26. Now, you know, some people say, well, I just can't remember these things. Well, well the Lord's going to bring these things to remembrance to us. It's, uh, it's what he teaches in his word, and it's what he says in his word. We know that it is possible, we know that it is possible to keep in mind the commandments of God. You know, some people just claim they forget them. But uh, we know that it is possible to keep those commandments of God in mind. He sees to it that they're not hard for his children. And, and all that is because of being filled with the Spirit of God. Being filled with the Spirit of God, there's no commandment that God gives that is a hard commandment for us to keep. Now, there is a contrast in the life of, of man, men's lives. He says, and be not drunk with wine in excess. Now, I know some people want to take this and think he's talking about drinking and all those things, but he's not. That's not what he's referring to here. What he's referring to here in this text, he's referring to being drunk on the world or being drunk as, as, as the world is drunk. He says... This represents the world and the things in the world that we're not to be that we're not to be drunk with the the wine of the world and we're not to be drunk with the things that are in the world and to the point to where that that we are just uh, I guess to the point to where we are just uh, uh, overwhelmed by the things in the world and the world takes a lot out of us and 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 doesn't put much in us, but takes a whole lot out of us. And that, that's what makes uh, the contrast in the life of men. <clears throat> it's, um, we cannot stay focused on the world <clears throat> and keep our minds on the Lord. We must be vigilant and sober. Why? For the devil is always seeking whom he may devour. You know, I don't care what, what, what you're doing, where you are, or when you're doing it. You've always got to be sober. That, that word sober goes along with being drunk. You've always got to be sober, and you've got to be vigilant. You've got to know everything that is going on around you and whether we accept it or not. Um, I want to mention something at this time. Um, Brother Caleb Shep Shepherd is going to be graduating from law school, University of Florida Law School. And he's going to apply for a job with the with the Liberty Christian 
lawyers, and they're the ones that takes on cases, Christian cases, against some certain things that happens as far as Christians are concerned. So y'all pray for him. Pray that the Lord will see fit to bless him, and uh, I think it's a I think it's a wonderful thing for him to do it. And uh, so pray for him and pray well. Let me tell you, folks, if you're not vigilant, if you're not vigilant, if you if you don't watch what's going on around you and be careful and be sober enough to understand what's right and what's wrong, then you're going to fall into the, the sin of the world. You, you're going to fall into sin and you're going to have a hard time uh, getting out of it. And uh, this is the contrast of being drunk with the world and being filled with the Spirit. That's the contrast, you know. You, you, can, you, can, you can love what this world is doing. Now, I know there's a lot of people that uh, I got a letter from a missionary and here this week, and he's, he's pretty Armenian, but he's doing a good work. He, he, he's doing a good work, and it's, it's very easy for us to get tied up into those things just by listening and hearing those things. And, and I know that you hear a lot of quotes. A lot of people come up with a lot of quotes on Facebook. And you got to be careful with a lot of those because some of those are just as Armenian as they can be. And, you know, we haven't been taught like that. We, we, we've been taught the doctrines of grace. We've been taught that everything. And, you know, uh, I know some of you are not going to like what I'm about to say. But uh, uh, this, the governor of New York had absolutely nothing to do with the death of those people. If you believe it like I do, if you believe that God is in control, you believe God's in control of every life, no person is going to die until their time. And no person is going to live any longer when their time comes. And I know that we've, this is, this is one of those things, and, and I'm not going to say any more about that, but, uh, but this is something that we have to realize in our own lives. You know, we, we have loved ones that, that die just like the, the young man that Neil and them worked with. Uh, he didn't die before his time. And he didn't live any longer than his time was to be. It's a terrible thing the way he passed away. Terrible thing the way he died. But I'm going to tell you, folks, as Brother Sam knows it and I know it, they've been literally thousands and thousands that have been killed on the, on the battlegrounds. And some people said, well, if... If there wasn't a war going on, then they wouldn't have been killed, but they would have died if it's their time. Maybe not like that, but they wouldn't have died if it's their time. Now, I believe that, folks. I believe that with all of my heart. Now, you may sit and want to finagle that around a little bit in your in your heart and something and realize, you know, that just maybe you can die before your time or maybe you can live a little longer than what your time is.
But you know the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible doesn't teach that. You know, being filled with the Spirit, we're taught that God is in control, and I hear everybody saying it, you know, God is in control of everything. He's in control of my life. He's in control of your life. Paul Jackson's not going to die until the time God has appointed for him. Paul Jackson's not going to live another second after the time that God's got appointed for him. You know, it, you know, you can, you can go around blame God. You know, some people had one man. He said, "God, if God, well, I'm not going to say who it was, but he told me when my dad passed away, he said." If this is your God that took his life, then he said, I want nothing to do with your God. And, uh, but there's, people are just against that to, to no end. But that's the reason God fills us with the Spirit. You'll say, well, I, I'm, I'm not filled with the Spirit, I still sin. That you, that's the reason you have an advocate with the Father. And you can go to him and you can ask forgiveness. It's because of what the Spirit of God has taught you within yourself. You know, if you, if you, want, if you want tranquility, if you want some peace in your life, just realize that God is in control of everything and believe it. Believe it to be true. Just don't say it. Believe it to be true. Believe it that every death that has taken place since this COVID took place, God was in control of it, of every bit of it. <clears throat> There's two great differences. The world only genders mockery and self-deception while the Spirit illumines God's way of life. What does the world give you? All the world does is just genders mockery and self-deception. The world gives men the license to lust and shame while the Spirit gives liberty and power in God's service. The world brings a wasted life and loss, and loss of self-control while the Spirit brings a self-renewal and a change of heart. The world leads to vain imaginations as Brother Ed hated, and regretful deeds, the Spirit makes one strong in spiritual living, guides to truth, and makes the strong makes strong the will of God in one's life. The Bible teaches wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. In other words, they're not led by the Spirit of God. That's, that's in Proverbs 21 and verse 1. There is also a needful and a strong exhortation. What is it? Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Realize that you're filled with the Spirit. And I'm going to, I've got a verse here for the very last verse that we're going to read from the Bible. And it's going to teach you exactly what we're talking about today. 
It is called the day of Pentecost. I'm sorry, let me go back up here. All of us know the Holy Spirit has been given and is as sure as God sending his only begotten son to die for us. The Lord's church was endowed with the Holy Spirit. Now, you don't have to turn to Acts 2, but you can go to Acts 2 and find it, beginning in the first verse. The Lord's church was endowed with the Holy Spirit. It is called the day of Pentecost. The church had met, and God sent mighty rushing wind, and the cloven tongues of fire representing the Spirit, and it sat upon every one of them, giving them power to do the works of, of the Lord. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us power to do the works of the Lord. He, he gives us that power that we need to do the works of the Lord because that's the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, the Holy Spirit that, that, that he, and, and you'll say, well, what about the church? The church has the same power that the church had at day of Pentecost. We have the same power today. We, we, we may just wash that off as being, well, that happened in that day. No, that same power was brought down to every church that, be, that was one of the Lord's churches up until our time right here. We have that power. If you'll remember what uh, the Bible says in, 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 in uh, Matthew he said in Matthew, he said that uh, he gave to that church the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We have that power. We have the power to do to serve the Lord. We have the power to be happy in serving the Lord. We have the power to want to serve the Lord. We have the power to do the things that God would have us do. We have the power to know what the will of God is for our life. You know, if, if you don't know what the will of God is for your life, I've got a verse for you here at the end. If you don't know what the, what the will of God is for your life. So we're endowed with that same power. But when you look at most of the Lord's churches today, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that's true. Because you've got people that are totally confused. Totally confused. This thing of... COVID thing has totally got the world totally confused because it it's not the most important thing in the world today it's not the most important thing in the world today every one of us are influenced by the working of the Holy Spirit today how do I know this? Well, it was he who convinced me of sin before I was saved. I didn't know anything about what sin was. I didn't know. I thought everything I did was right. As far as I was concerned, everything I did was, was righteous. But thanks to God, he woke us up. It was he who convinced me of sin before I was saved. And you too 
if you're saved. It was he who touched me with a quickening touch and woke me up from a spiritually dead soul. And you too, if you're saved today, you're awake. You're wide awake. I don't have to remind you to be vigilant. I don't have to remind you to be sober. You know that. You know that that's, those verses in the Bible aren't there necessarily for us to, to, to be commandments. Those are there because these things are already with us and we're, we have to recognize those and recognize them to be true in our lives. You may say, well, I don't quite understand. Well, I'm going to say to you, as Paul told those Romans in Romans 8 and verse 9, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, that's where we, that's where we are today. That's where we've come to. Let me ask you today, do you have the feeling of the Holy Spirit today? You'll say, well, I don't know. Well, you do if you're saved. You know it. You know it if you're saved. You know you have the feeling of the Holy Spirit. You know you know to stay away from the world and the things of the world. People today will stay away from the world because they're scared to death of the COVID virus. Well, they'd be right out there with the world doing the things the world does. People find a lot of things in the world to be scared to death of. You know, they got another virus that's come along that's called the African virus, and it is in the state of Georgia. And some of this vaccine that they're given doesn't cover it. They're looking for it to come along just any day. And I'm not trying to scare you folks. I'm just telling you that the world is always giving you something to be afraid of. It's giving you something to take your mind off of what God would have you to do. Let me ask you today, do you have the Holy Spirit? And if you do, are you filled with the Spirit today? Are you ready to serve the Lord? Are you ready to do what the Lord would have you do? I know this is a short message, but it's a message I have for today. All right, let's all stand. Let's be dismissed from this service.